A great documentary that you may want to check out, or even the book, is uh, They Call Me Superminch. And it's about the life of uh, Shep Gordon. And I'd never heard of Shep Gordon. And I, for some reason, I put it on my um, my recommended reading list for quite some time, and I just really never got around to it. I don't even know why, because the cover, I was like, yeah, I'll put it on my list. And I never got around to it. And then, and then uh, at one time, Netflix used to have it on their... Um, on their channel for some reason it's off so maybe you have to search it on amazon prime or or something like that but it's a good documentary but anyway I, I woke up one morning and found it on there i said you know i've been meaning to watch this uh or read this book and there was the documentary so i watched it and it's an amazing story man how it's kind of the uh rags the riches story of of uh so many ultra successful people and here was um here was Shep as a young man, uh, really just just pretty much a loser, man, and uh, big drug head, and he ends up driving out to the uh, West Coast, suitcase full of drugs, and uh, it's going to go try to find his, his, his lane out there in, in Los Angeles. And so he stops at this sleazebag motel, he gets high, you know, uh, whatever, feeling sorry for himself or just wants to erase it all, whatever. And, and so he, he wakes up out of his high, man. He hears this, um, he hears this, this screaming from a woman. So he thinks this woman is in distress, man. Like she's getting the hell beat out of her. So he runs out to go rescue her and, uh, come to find out it's Janice Joplin just getting a thing on, man. <laughs> she's having a good time. And the, the the craziest thing is 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 the motel that he checked into. You got some of the legends that are just chilling by the pool, man. It's almost like one of those uh, canvas arts, man. One of those oil paintings that you buy at one of these roadside places. I mean, it's uh, you got Janis Joplin, you got Jimi Hendrix, you got Jim Morrison of the Doors. I mean, they're just chilling by the pool, man. And and they're all young, man, and and. You know they're they're just all starting their career, but here they all are together, and um, hey, they're looking to score, man. So Shep's got the drugs, so he becomes their drug dealer, and but he forms a relationship with them all along the way too. And as he forms these relationships, he moves from drug dealer to manager, and he starts managing their careers. Now Shep's got no experience doing that. Hell, he's probably the same age as they are, but he ends up doing it and he's a big relationships guy. He's a lifetime manager of, um, Alice Cooper. Um, I mean, they don't do anything contractually, man. It's all, it's all on a handshake. There's nothing, there's nothing else to discuss on that. They, they have deep, deep trust for one another. So anyway, it chronicles his, his life and, and, um, here toward the end of the movie, you see, uh, Shep, he's got this huge house in Maui. Um, and he's had his ups and downs, man. He's had a couple of busted up marriages and, um, you know, he's, he's had some tough times and, and, uh, some harrowing times, especially managing Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper back in the days, man was, you know, at one time he, he played in, um, in a see-through suit. So he was butt naked. I mean, they, they always played on the edge, man. I think he did something with the red hot chili peppers too. I, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, so you, you see, you know, fast forward to toward the end of the movie, Shep is, he's got this huge house in Maui right there on the Pacific ocean, deep blue sea is just crashing to his, uh, his 
back lawn there, man. I mean, it's 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 so scenic. And you look at a guy like this, and you're like, man, that's the kind of shit I want in my life. You know, he just he just seems not only it's it's not really the material thing. I mean, although that is nice, he doesn't seem like he has a care in the world as far as bills or anything like that. But he just seems at peace, man. He seems like he's really enjoying life. Um, I think he's like 76 years old now. So, and, and, um, and he, he enjoys cooking. He, he loves to cook. So he brings in the who's who, um, and he's because of his relationships, because of his, uh, he's so, um, he's so focused on relationship, genuine relationships, not these kind of relationships. Hey, let me get something from you kind of relationship. Like he's like a genuine dude. He wants a genuine friendship. And so, because he's been in the business for so many years, he's he's ended up connecting with some very well-known people. And so when they come out to Shep's house, man, he has he hosts these dinner parties and uh he cooks for them. And um they just have a good time. They drink, they they um they eat good food and they just they just enjoy one another. And there's no um uh, business propositions it's 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 not that kind of networking party it's it's really just kind of a heart-to-heart party it's really it's really cool how he's kind of built this up and you know uh, as unlikely as Shep's story is he ends up cooking for uh, his holiness the Dalai Lama and um ends up with a good relationship with him and he said one lesson that he has carried forward in his life from the Dalai Lama was when Dalai, uh, when the Dalai Lama walks into a room, when he walks into a situation, he said, no matter what, he always looks for the miracle first and the emotion second. And he said, I try to take that, um, that forward in my life. Actually, one of his phrases is, don't get mad, get it done. It kind of sounds like an attorney, but uh, slogan. But that, that, that's one of his things is, he says, I, I don't get mad, man. I just, I just get the deal done. And so he said, I've, I've, I've tried to train myself that to see the miracle in everything and then put the emotion second, the, emo- the emotions have to go second in everything. And he said, so if it's a, if it's a business dealing that really feels like I'm getting screwed on it, miracle first, emotion second. And it really got me to thinking, man, you know, what if, what if we could train ourselves to do that? To see the miracle first in everything and then put the emotion second. And I'm not lying, dude. That's that's hard to do. But it's possible. And if we could see the miracle first in everything, how much more productive would we handle certain situations in our life? Miracle first. Emotion second. And so when you're having a bad month, when you're having a bad day, uh, when you're having a bad year... Um, but when your relationships are on the rocks, uh, your, your weight loss plan just seems to be going awry. It seems like you're putting on weight. You, you, you just, you're having to go take out a loan, man, to, to, to pay for something, whatever, man, as frustrating as those times are, as, as despairing sometimes as, as we are in our lives, man, if we could re actually recalibrate, man, and put the miracle first and the emotion second, man, how different would that be? I mean, think about it. Think about it. I mean, you know, your hot water heater goes out. 
your hot water heater goes out, you're all pissed off. You already had a bad month. And so now you're, you know, this is the worst time this is going to happen. Not that there's any good time, but this is a really good time that my hot water heater. No, you don't want to peel off any extra money for a hot water heater. But it happens, man. But the hot water heater, so then you got to pay somebody because if you're like me, you can't fix shit. And so, you know, that's just something I didn't get in my father's gene. My dad, he couldn't fix shit either. So uh, uh, he passed that down. I did get that gene. And uh, so, you know, my mantra is is I got to pay somebody to do it because otherwise if I try to do it, then it's going to cost me twice, if not triple, because I'll probably make something else even worse. Because if something won't get unstuck, I'll I'll rip it from the wall. (laughs) That's how I loosen stuff up. So anyway, so, you know, Okay, so your your hot water heater goes out, man. You're all pissed off. You're having to take put it on a credit card or whatever. But, dude, why don't you spot the miracle first and put the emotion second? And the miracle, man, was look at the damn home you're living in. Look at the big-ass 70-inch flat-screen TV you get to watch all the games with and the surround sound and the granite countertops you got. Dude, you got a custom-built home. And it wasn't that long ago that you were trying to figure out how to pay rent in this one-bedroom, tiny-ass, roach-infested apartment, and you had the bottom floor. So when it rained, it, you know, it tended to seep into your uh, into your, your room, into your apartment, and the neighbors upstairs, I, you swear to God that they walked for 24 hours. I mean, boom, 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 all the time. And no matter what you complain, no matter how much you complain, no matter how much you try to be nice, you try to play hardball, all these kind of different things, landlord never listened to you. Nobody ever helped you. See, that's the miracle first and the emotion second. The miracle that you're not in that apartment anymore. You got a custom-built home. So the fact that the hot water heat goes out, well, that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Look how far you've come. Or what about when your kids piss you off? Boy, that happens multitude times a day. And, dude, I, I go through that, uh, you know, uh, probably a little bit more than some people because of my kids having to live in two different households, I don't get to see my kids as much. And so, you know, they tend to sometimes know that. And so they will play that against me sometimes. And for many, many years, it it played right into their hands where, you know, okay, well, I would back down. I would do whatever because, you know, I got to ease them through this thing, man. His, uh, you know, their mom and I are divorced. They're really hurt. Well, when will they ever heal if you keep playing into that? And so I would go on these things and, and I would do for them, but then I would be pissed off. But then because I was, I knew I was being manipulated, but I was okay with it. But then finally, dude, I had to put my foot down and said, look, I don't owe you anything. I'm your father. I'm always going to be your father, but I don't owe you anything. The only, my job is to be your father is to instruct you and to go the right way. To make sure that any pitfalls that are ahead of you, to make sure that I, I, I help you steer clear of those things, but you got to get yourself together. You're responsible for your life. Your mom and I will handle the rest of it, but you got to do your part. And so when they would get pissed off, when, when they couldn't have their way, I would get all pissed off too. In my mind, I'm like, man, all I do for you, you have no idea how many times you look at me today and you, you think that, oh, dad's got it going on. You think that, you know, he's never had to suffer. That's bullshit. They've never listened to the sales life. They have no idea. It's not their job to know what I've gone through. It's supposed to look easy to them. I'm supposed to not be an emotional wreck when I'm in front of them. 
because I still have responsibilities. And dude, you know, I was milliseconds away from wanting to end it all. I mean, I, I wanted to die. So I didn't have to deal with this. It was too painful. It was too, it was too much work. It was, it was too much stress. It was, it was just getting worse and darker by the second it seemed. So I would get mad. I would get all emotional. These kids have no idea what I've done for them. What I do for them. Now I make sure that the checks come through. Always. Miracle first, emotion second. See the miracle, number one, that I have children. Number two is, is that I can develop this relationship. Our relationship isn't 100. It's not. I got my 16-year-old wants absolutely nothing to do with me. Nothing. Nothing. And that hurts as a man. It hurts as a father. It hurts because there's a young man right there who needs his father. I recently saw him, and he cussed me out. Shit hurt, man. I was like, whoa. But he's hurt. And whatever I can do from the capacity that I'm at, I'll do. Because I'm always be your father. But I see the miracle also. The miracle that one day we'll work it out. You know, I was watching something the other day and, um, uh, um, what's his name? The country singer. I don't know. Hell, he was in the, I, 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 it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, he's a country singer. He's in really good shape now. Um, he's an actor too. Um, anyway, blindside. He was in the blindside too. Anyway, I can't think of a man. Tight jeans, cowboy hat. That name's about most of them. It'll come to me in a minute. But he, you know, he was on. Uh, he was on something I was watching on YouTube. He's got a new book out. I haven't read it yet. Grit and the Grace. I can. That's crazy. I can. I can tell you the title of the book. I, I can't. And I can see his face. I just cannot tell you his name right now, man. I just went blank. But you know, he had to get himself in shape. He had to get his life together. And he said, you know, I was just now starting at whatever he was, 50 some odd years old, he finally struck up a relationship with his dad. He said, I was just getting to know my dad. And I, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, maybe that's going to be me and my sons where they say it took this long, man, for me to finally come around to my dad, but I was just getting to know him. Hopefully I'm, I'm still here when they do, because I, I want to have a relationship with them. but I got to see the miracle dialing it all back in, man. I got to see the miracle of having these sons, of having my children. See the miracle first, man, the emotion second. As much as they piss me off, as much as sometimes I get hurt by them, see the miracle for what they are, man. And and it may take some time. It, it's it's taken me a long time to surrender to them, to just release them. Not in the way that, well, you know, screw it. Hope you find out, you know, what, what your call in life is. No, but I have to release. I just have to be a dad from where I'm at. And I've got to surrender that and let God handle all that. And then however it's going to handle, however it's going to play out, when it's going to play out, I just got to do my part. Miracle first, emotion second. I don't hold anything over their head. I don't fault them for anything. And one day maybe they won't fault me so much either. There's more that we need to talk about. There's more that they need to understand, but maybe they can't understand it right now because of their age, because of the lenses they're looking through. Miracle first, emotion second. Or you have a bad month, man. Worst month that you ever had in your life. And dude, I've had those. I've had those where I'm like, this is all I make. This is bullshit. And I'm all pissed off, man. And I have gone off on the owner, man. The, the guy who signs my check. He and I have butted heads multiple times because 
because of certain situations, because of the income wasn't there, because I feel like I'm getting the shaft on certain things. And dude, there was one time I almost quit, almost quit. But I came behind, played one more month and um, ended up having one of the best months I ever had. But see, even in those bad months, I have to remember, dude, that I make probably five, six times more than I've ever made in my life. I mean, it was back in the days, man, where, uh, I mean, you know, $2,000 paycheck was, was good. So I'm mad if, I'm mad if I only get, you know, a 10, a 12, a 14, a $15,000 paycheck. I, that's, that's what you're mad about, Marsh. Is that really what you're mad about? Miracle first, emotion second. Look how far you've come, Marsh. Yeah, it's a bad month. Yeah, you poured your heart into it. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, you know, you, you, it, it seems unfair at times, but look at how far you've come. Look at how much better you do than many people. Be grateful for that. Be grateful for the fact that if you're in sales, that yes, it's an emotionally hard job because you have to deal with so much rejection. But the miracle first, man, that you're able to even handle it. You know how many people would want to be in sales? You know how many people need, I was just talking about this yesterday, how many people hire like sports agents and shit like that or just people in general onto their entourage to handle certain situations? You know why? Because they don't have the skills of selling. They're terrified of the negotiation part. So they put somebody on their payroll to do what they could actually do. It's what some of like Mayweather, man, he handles his own thing. They were telling me yesterday that Lil Boosie from down east, man, a rapper, he handles, he books all his stuff. He used to have an entourage and now, no, they said, no, he handles all his stuff. He handles all his stuff. So the, the miracle that you're in sales, man, that you have the skills and ability to do things and to walk into confrontations and unknowing and be able to adapt and adjust and also make it a win-win situation for all parties. The fact that you can do stuff like that. Yeah, I get the fact that you had a bad month, dude, but look at the miracle. Look at the miracle of the skills that you've developed. Look at the miracle of the kind of income that you're making, whatever profession that you're in. The miracle first, bro. Then the emotion second. You couldn't go back to making $1,800 a month. You couldn't go back to those days, man. You couldn't. You wouldn't even know how to handle it. So don't forget that. Miracle first, emotion second. Or what about the skills, man, that, 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 that you've been developing while working out? And initially, dude, you were well over, you were 120 pounds overweight. And so you've only lost 44. But you still got 80 to go. Yeah, dude, but you're almost halfway there. You're almost halfway. You got 20 pounds to 60. And then you're almost halfway there. Look at how far you come. Look at the fact that you have the miracle that you can do something about it versus someone, you know, you're not my 600-pound life, man. You're not somebody who they just found dead shitting all over himself in the recliner, man. No. The fact that you're doing something about it now so that way you can see your children grow old. You took responsibility for your life. You took responsibility of your stress. You took responsibility for whatever situations you're bottom out. You got off the past, man. You start working on the now. It's the miracle of that. See the miracle for that. When you're frustrated, when the pounds aren't coming off fast enough, where you seem like you just, this is all bullshit and everything, results happen quicker for everybody else but me. See the miracle first. Put your emotions second, man. Your second, your emotions have to ride shotgun, man. They cannot drive your bus. Or the fact that 
your relationship, man. Your relationship. I finally got a relationship, dude, that I have a ride or die. I do. And so when she she can sense when I need my time, she lets me have my time. When when I need to have my back rub, man, and a pat on the back, it's going to be okay, she does that too. See, I've learned the hard way that you can't make people be what you want them to be. They either are or they aren't. And so you have to be careful who you align yourself with. And so there are people that aren't, you know, you can't save other people. You can't rescue. And that was always my MO, man. Go in and rescue somebody and maybe they'll be appreciative and, and, um, and like you, man. And no, it doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. You got to have your own thing going. I have my own thing going and together we can pull in the right direction. So the fact that you have a ride or die in your life, man, see the miracle for that. So just because sometimes, man, she wants you to help out around the house. I get the fact, man. I get sometimes I get all pouty lipped and all pissed off because, look, I, you know, I pay for everything and and um, or, you know, I, I take care of the majority of the uh, of the bills here and all that. And I work long hours. Yeah, just help me out. See the miracle that you have somebody in your life now that you, you're not coming home to a toxic situation that it's nothing but peace, man, and that she understands you and that he understands you and he lets you be you and he's got your best interests in mind. You don't have to worry about what's going on behind your back. It's all straight up. It's not built on lies. Nobody's covering up lies to cover up lies. It's straight up. See the miracle for that. And whatever the situation is, man, wherever your emotions, man, it's not that you suppress the anger and the resentment and the bitterness and uh, despair sometimes, man. It's not It's not that uh, sadness. It's not that you uh, suppress those things and act like they don't, um, that they don't exist. It's just really kind of re-indexing those things, recalibrating in the sense that see the miracle for, even if it's a tough situation right now, if you look in retrospect, if you look through the the lens, as Tom Bilyeu says, look through the lens in 10-year increments, man. If you can do that, then you can look back 10 years and see how far you've come in 10 years. And then you can look forward then in 10 years and say, you know what, I'm going to be even further than that. So this lens of the moment, man, it's just, it's just a moment. It's tough. It may go on for a little while. The moment may last a little while, but that's cool. See the miracle for what it is, how far you've come. And it really, it really puts things in perspective um, for gratitude, um, to be appreciative, and to sometimes pat yourself on the back and say, you know what, you've come a long way. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're so emotional. Sometimes we're so frustrated in the moment that we're blinded to um, we're blinded to uh, to the miracles. We don't see them. Because we're so frustrated and we feel like we got to knuck up and buck up and get after it and cuss somebody out and throw shit and, you know, whatever. We got to do something extreme. But sometimes how much more productive would we be? How much more productive would you be, dude, if you just saw the miracle for what it is in the moment? See the miracle first and then deal with the emotion second. Emotion always has to ride shotgun. Have an amazing day. Stay in the sales life.